0: Let us worship God.
1: This
2: rings is from the books of Exodus, chapter 34, beginning with the 29th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Loving God, as we listen to these ancient words, may we be open to hear their meaning for us this day. Amen. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of, of covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterwards, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that God had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Holy One to speak with God, he would take the veil off. Until he came out, and when he came out, he told, and he told the Israelites what he had been commanded. The Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining, and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went to speak with God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
0: Our second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, the ninth chapter, beginning with the 28th verse. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he had said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. And the, then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen, listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. Here ends the reading. Rising from the base camp of Colorado's Montezuma Valley, sleeping Ute Mountain holds watch. Beneath his Eastern gaze lies Cortez, the town and county seat named for the Spanish conquistador who enslaved and killed Emperor Montezuma's Aztec people. To the north stands Mount Hesperus said to have been anchored to the ground with a rainbow and covered in darkness. It is one of the four sacred mountains of the Diné and a reminder of the complicated relationship between the Navajo and the Ute. Their history of intermarriage and war was later capitalized on by the likes of Kit Carson and the U.S. government's long walk of death. It is in this land, layered with the names of embattled peoples, that the view west reveals a chief warrior god resting upon the mattress of the earth. A feathered headdress adorns a serene face Arms lay folded across his chest, and the line of outstretched legs is made soft by an ever-changing blanket anchored by the tips of his toes. The surrounding cliffs and canyons tell of the warrior's battle, remnants of a kinetic force against unnamed evil ones. The rivers and reservoirs tell of healing, waters emerging as he lay recovering from his wounds. Sleeping Ute's presence is unmistakable, and the promise of his protection is remembered with each rainstorm, each cloud. So the Ute Mountain Ute tribe named their capital which means it is good or thank you. I will make my goodness pass before you, said the old warrior god Yahweh to Moses. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. On the long trek from bondage to freedom, Moses prays to be shown God's glory. He prays that God's presence would abide among the people. He prays that God would go with them as they carry forward from one place to the next. He prays this for himself, and he prays it for the Israelites, that they might know they were not let out of Egypt to die in the wilderness. With all this praying, one might think it didn't happen, Incredibly, God's glory is shown. From the very first, God went in front of them in a pillar of a cloud by day to lead them along the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light so that they might travel by day and by night. As the story goes, neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Still, the path toward freedom was long, and God understood the people might change their minds and want to return to Egypt, even if it meant losing themselves. And God was right. Sometimes they did. So Moses prayed again. And God kept showing up. On the mountain, in the storm, in a thunderous voice, in burning light, God showed up face to face, sitting with Moses as one would sit with a friend. God's goodness was there, passing by a cleft in the rock, and when sharing a covenantal meal with 70 elders who saw pavement of sapphires beneath God's feet. The Exodus journey seems to be just as much about where and how the glory of God is revealed as it is about freedom. Perhaps one illuminates the other? Maybe freedom, wherever they dwelled, was found when the glory of God Was revealed. Maybe the glory of God was revealed in their freedom. Several chapters of Exodus are dedicated to the detailed instruction for creating the tabernacle, a place for the presence of God to dwell. So important was it to the editors, the instruction is included twice. In the middle of this elaborate detail describing the tent of meeting, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai on behalf of the people once more. And 40 days later, he emerges transformed, his face unmistakably and forever shining with the presence of God. And the people of God are asked to bring their gifts to build the dwelling place of God in their midst. So they come, the weavers and woodcarvers, all the people and all their gifts. And when they finish, Moses inspects their work and mirroring God at creation, he blesses it, saying, it is good. I will make my goodness pass before you, said the old warrior God, Yahweh, to Moses. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. After Moses assembled all the parts the people created, the book of Exodus ends with the cloud covering the tent of meeting and the presence of God filling the tabernacle. Moses is unable to enter because the cloud has settled upon it and the tabernacle is so filled with the presence of God. When the cloud lifts from the tabernacle, the Israelites set out on their various journeys. But when the cloud does not lift, they don't set out until it lifts again. For over the tabernacle, a cloud of God rests by day and fire appears in it by night in the view of all the house of Israel throughout their journeys. Just before ascending the mountain to pray, like Moses before him, Jesus spoke with his disciples. He gave them power and authority over all demons, and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the realm of God and to heal. He understood the path would not be easy. With the hard-won wisdom of the wilderness, he tried to embolden them, saying, those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world but lose or forfeit themselves? When Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus, together shining forth in glory, they come as friends in his own journey toward freedom. And true to form, the presence of God settles upon them, and Peter And James and John are amazed. And the sheer silence that once visited Elijah takes up residence within them. And this glory of God remains with them as they listen to the call of Jesus to go forth and create the dwelling place of God in their midst." This is the path of freedom, the glory of God revealed. This is the strength of the mountain, offering the peace of healing waters, the dwelling place of God on earth. May it be so. Amen. God, you have fed us in word, in silence, in song, and in community, and for that we give you our thanks and praise, amen. Go forth this day and create the dwelling place of God in your midst, and may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches It is possible to be love. And the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen.